0: This week's sponsor is JD Accounting Services. Are you a creative or small business owner who wants to grow your brand or business, control your spending, and track your earnings? Yes, I am. You are? Mm -hmm. JD Accounting Services is here to help you, Queen. They are a Black family team of cloud-based accountants with over 40 years of combined experience serving clients nationwide. They provide each client with secure and confidential monthly record-keeping, including receipt and document storage, financial reports, analysis, and recommendations based on your business performance and trends. They are a full-service team offering not just bookkeeping services, but payroll, billing to customers, oh. and bill payment to vendor services as well. Oh,
1: they do a lot of things. They do
0: all that shit. With JD Accounting Services, each client has access to their team of remote accountants 24-7. They are a fresh team who understands that moneymakers are always on the go, which means that each client can communicate, send and receive documents directly from your phone, tablet and laptop.
1: I like that. Moneymakers are always on the go.
0: That's right. Visiting old guys in office buildings are a thing of the past. Thank God nobody wants that. Visit JD Accounting Services today for all your back office needs and let them help you succeed and grow your business. Visit www.jdaccounting.com for more details or email them at infojdaccounting.com to schedule a free virtual or face-to-face consultation. And that's Accounting.com um i love this me too y'all i'm excited about it yes welcome to dear Dear Black black people the series where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the netflix series dear white people My name is Queen. I'm Jay. Every week we'll be reviewing two episodes. Please be prepared for motherfucking spoilers. We won't spoil anything after the two episodes that we review, but everything before that is fair game. And you can listen if you have watched the series and you can listen if you haven't watched the series. We will give you a play by play of each episode. So we will spoil the whole thing. So if you're somebody who has no intention of watching this show, you can still listen along. If you want to watch it and don't want spoilers and haven't watched it yet, then wait.
1: Stop. Go watch it Mm -hmm. and come back, okay? That's right. Okay.
0: So this week we are reviewing episodes seven and eight. Thanks to everybody who's been listening with us, um, listening and, and watching the series with us. We've really been enjoying it, which is great. We like reviewing things that we like, that yeah. we fuck with, that we enjoy, especially yeah. when they are like black produced products. Um, so this has really been cool. It doesn't come without critique, of course, but we are definitely enjoying Nothing this. Nothing comes series. without critique. That's right. So thanks for fucking with it. Thanks for fucking with us. All right. So episode seven. Focuses on Troy, and Troy is the son. Fine ass, fine ass Troy. Yo, what is the name of the actor that plays Troy? I don't
1: know. Someone um added him on our Twitter.
0: Yes, I saw
1: that a while back, and I went to his Twitter page, and he doesn't tweet much, so I left. (laughs) what is he busy acting? No, he's like a retweeter, like. Mm-hmm. You talk about him, he retweets it. It's an article he retweeted. Say thank you for featuring me, like that kind of tweeter. Okay, he's so a promotional. His, so he's
0: manager tweets.
1: He's a pro, yeah, he's a promotional Twitter Got tweeter. It. Got he's not it. really a
0: Twitter. He's not in these streets. All right. So the character, who, the actor who plays Troy, his name is Brandon P Bell. Sexy ass. You can Brandon. P Bell me. Brandon. Okay. (laughs) All right. So episode seven is all about Troy. So it opens with a flashback back to what happened last season. Uh, We know that Troy Fairbanks is son of Dean Fairbanks, who is also uh, alumni of Winchester University, the school where Dear White People takes place. And we flashback to season one during the protest over integrating. That
1: was a protest of the... No, you're right. Was the protest about integrating? I think the protest was... Wasn't it about the blackface party?
0: It was a bunch of different shit that happened from the blackface party. A I don't lot think of it things. was the blackface party. But anyway, yeah, well, that's what. Okay, so that was the last straw for him, though. So the last straw. This is when Lionel released that document about that article about how um, they were trying to diversify. They were trying to integrate AP. And that was the last straw for Troy, who Mm -hmm. had kind of been a quote unquote good boy all this time and you know trying to behave and do the things that his dad yeah, wants to do and be a respectable black, black dude and um that. and so that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him and so he breaks the glass and vandalizes this door to some shit on campus whatever building, building they're building. protesting outside of okay so we flash back to that scene and then we see troy in the jail this is and before I thought he there. was fine
1: when he had his beard and his little five o'clock shadow. Right.
0: There. This is before all that. So he was clean shaven, smooth skin, waves. This is that. So anyway, so he's in the police precinct or campus security or whatever, trying to figure out what's going to happen to him. And he's like, so, you know, what's going to happen? Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I go to school. Europe. Maybe I'll go to Europe. You know, yeah. Take some time off. Clear my head. Something that very privileged people say or yes. white people say. Um, Not me. No, this is this is outside of the realm of my experience. <laughs> I would not do some horrible shit and then think I was about to go to Europe to or get South off America, right or some shit like that. And um his dad says some shit like you're free to go and basically he's like wait, so it's like nothing happened and his dad is like yeah, pretty yeah. much. So we kind of get a window into the privileged life that um Troy has been living. Yeah. So then we hit a flashback to the origins of the university and how it was the goal of many of the re- original alums of the university to keep it pure, quote unquote. Yeah. And that's how the legacy program was established. Yeah, and pure means white. Yes, pure means white. Yeah. And that's how the legacy program was established. And basically a legacy is somebody who um, is a child of an alumni. Yes. And so they get preferential special treatment. You probably you might be accepted. Yeah. No. Um, and not have to have the same requirements as, as other who potential a, admittance. Right. Yeah. So how did they end up allowing
1: black people in the school? Well, they were in the school already. But remember, because the black student... Um, I don't remember his name. Is there? Right. But I, that was to counter black people coming into school, I believe.
0: Right, 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 right. So the legacy program that was one of those things that was supposed to right keep it pure. Keep it pure. And when they established this, they did not have in mind that black people would have children that would go to, would college, go to college also. College. Right, right,
1: right.
0: <laughs> um, so that happened. Then we get a flashback to Dean Fairbanks as a young student, and he actually looks, he looks like, like a the fly actor. Cat. he looks- <laughs> Yes, but he also looks like old ass Dean Fairbanks. Like they favor one another. He's a little (laughs) bit taller, but they have the same face. So they tell this story. The narrator tells this story um, of what black people did to, you know, maintain their legacy here. And then we flashed and cut to Troy. The legacy child. The legacy child. The black legacy child who is in his dorm room, missing class, uh, shirtless, and on Instagram and in his Instagram stories, asking somebody for the homework. <laughs> like a fucking bum. Sexy as fuck though.
1: Sexy as fuck. Sexy as
0: but a fuck. fuck. So then we see Troy at the Pastiche house. And we know Pastiche is that magazine. It, it appears to be like a satire magazine or a comedy magazine yeah. or whatever the fuck. Yes. Um, and so he is here as the only black guy. And he is the black guy that uh, white guys seem to be comfortable around. He makes jokes about being black. Um, That seems to be his safe space amongst these white guys. and That's how he connects with them. Mm -hmm. They'll say something and he'll be like, oh, well, when black people do that, it means this, This. that, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And say something that's unfunny to everyone else, um, everyone else being other black people. Other black people. It's only funny in this crowd. Exactly. And I know a nigga just like this. And they always explode, okay? (laughs) If there's a real nigga inside a nigga like this, they fucking explode. It does not work. You can't, this lifestyle is not sustainable. You cannot sustain yourself like this. You will self-destruct. You will kill yourself. Yeah. um, It won't, or you will kill this character. Like, it (laughs) it won't, you know, it won't, it won't work.
1: They decide to get shit face drunk and they drink and do all the drugs.
0: Yeah. So this is freshman year. And um, so he makes the jokes with the white dudes. They get drunk and do all the drugs, like you said. And then he finds himself outside urinating in and one of the pools.
1: The the fountain, the mm-hmm. big fountain for the school on mm-hmm. campus. Or whatever. Water
0: fountain. yep. And then we cut to him in his dad's office, and he is, his dad is not failing him. And he's like, "Do you realize that those people watching you, they're laughing at you. They're not they're laughing, laughing with, with you." you. And he asked Troy, why are you out there cooning for these white boys? Which I appreciated because it kinda shows the dynamics that even though dear dear even though Dean Fairbanks values respectability politics, he's still a black ass black man. Yeah. And that is that was a method of black thought that was aimed towards our survival. The yeah, goal exactly. of respectability politics was to hopefully um
1: humanize yourself to
0: humorize humanize yourself and to be so perfect that literally the only thing that white supremacists could hold against you are the fact was the fact that you you're were black, black. period yes, exactly. you weren't going to question our intelligence you weren't going to prejudge us based on how we were dressed yeah um because the goal was to look to to appear perfect and to be as perfect as possible yes but you still a black ass person yeah exactly. no matter what so i do appreciate um even though he Our, is very respectable, very respectable, and we know that that's problematic.
1: Yeah, and the standards to which he holds Troy to, as far as reaching that respectability mm-hmm. thing, um, I was surprised to hear him say that. Like, why are you calling for the
0: white boys too? Because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay,
1: mm-hmm. there's some nigga now.
0: Of course, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised by it but it was nice to see because i feel like we don't often see that portrayed on tv it's so it's so often like one or the The other other. you know what i'm saying right right exactly when my my relationship to respectability politics like my dad was like that the Mm -hmm. duality of like a black ass black dude but also you know button up stand up straight pull your pants up got it you know don't look like a chicken head like that Mm -hmm. whole thing so i can relate to that yeah gotcha so then he asks Troy to follow him and he takes him into this room. And it brings us back to kind of the secret societies that and Lionel has t- been trying to expose. Yes. And, and it's a bunch of black dudes. One of them takes, takes off, off his, his hat. hat. And his hat
1: has an emblem with an X on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, remember these X's throughout the series. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it, it's implying this whole order of X thing, thing that this. Lionel had mentioned before. Yes. So he's in this shadowy-ass room with all these black people in the dark. and he's we like, can't
1: see their faces.
0: He's like, what is this, the lo- the Illuminati?
1: <laughs> um,
0: and one of the black men says, those amateurs. So, <laughs> so he's like, congressman? So it's a bunch of influential black people. It's the most influential black people, I guess, in this area who had time to meet uh, Troy and ask him what the fuck his problem yeah, was. I want
1: to know who smoked up the room. Like... <laughs>
0: oh no. i think we find we out later i think okay. we find out okay. later <laughs> towards the end of this episode why that room is so smoky. smoky but basically they're saying listen we've done too much work for you to not get your shit together and um you know walk through the doors that we've opened for you basically so, th- so. they mush him <laughs> pretty much they're mush like get your shit together and they know that Troy is interested in doing comedy and they're like, we didn't set this up for you Indeed. so that you could be the black guy, the token black dude on SNL. Yes. We're thinking the better thing for you to do would be to be run for president of AP house. Exactly. And so he ends up agreeing to do that. And that's kind of in that room is where we see what he thought he would be for himself, which yeah. he wants to be the fucking funny guy. Exactly. Um, we see that dream kind of die. So then yes. we cut to present day and he is at, what looks to be an open mic Mm -hmm. he's got his notes he smiles he's fucking happy he's excited and then he does a series of uh what would you call them keenan thompson jokes
1: keenan keenan bad jokes
0: uh black on snl yeah right now
1: yeah yeah um yeah like yeah keenan thompson jokes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: no he's not but these are worse keenan thompson is much 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 worse than marlon wayne's shockingly as if that's possible but yeah they're, they're both bad to me marlon wayne's actually has more nuance than keenan thompson
1: they both suck to me so. okay that's fair like the same thing.
0: that's fair so he gets up there of course he does a dick joke about how big black men's dicks, dicks are he does jokes about white girls loving to give head he
1: does the easy surface
0: low-hanging fruit, low-hanging jokes. fruit.
1: Ass jokes. Mm-hmm. He fucking yeah. Does the
0: black woman that she don't like to give head and then she gives head like mm-hmm.
1: I did mm-hmm. like that. One of the girls in the audience was like, Maybe she don't want to suck you yellow dick. <laughs> I, <love that. laughs> I felt like that would have been <laughs> me. It would have.
0: It would have. It would
1: have. Yo. And I like that that black voice sound like to me it sounded like a bird, like a chicken head voice. Right. Like yes, I haven't TV. I haven't heard that voice on the campus. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was yeah, nice to hear yeah. like, maybe she ain't maybe she ain't wanna suck yellow uh-huh. dick. It was like, yeah
0: crowd laughs at that yeah. because but i like that everyone in the crowd is over him and over this and that it's not working what usually works for him is not, not working because his usual audience is, is white men white men. that's usually who his audience is who low-hanging talking, fruit low-hanging white fruit white men, men. <laughs> right who who is he thinking of um because he is constantly performing and responding to whiteness yes so he gets off stage he bombs. <laughs> he bombs he bombs he bombs <laughs> and then he sees
1: Lionel Joel and um what's that who's that Reggie Reggie
0: he yeah. sees fine ass Reggie and joella together and then lionel is there and they're like yikes and joella's like i did not realize uh black women be like that (laughs) (laughs) so i like that because men will always do these dudes and these fucking what are those fucking memes it's always a meme yeah telling black women what we're like what we be like how we be (laughs) and it's like i didn't i didn't know i I didn't know i didn't know that that's how we be and that's not that funny if you're gonna say something that i don't be make it funny Make it fucking funny, seriously. Lionel is there, like I, I support you. <laughs> <laughs> like, he knew it was bad. He was cringing. Yes! But he's like, you're my boy, you, I, and he's, you know, he, he, you know, he made his awkward face movements. So <laughs> fucking adorable, yeah. so adorable. All right, so we continue in the scene. An Indian guy makes um, some self-deprecating jokes. jokes and everyone what would laughs. you say the difference is between the jokes the Indian guy was making and the jokes that Troy was making? Because everybody in the room, I didn't responded. notice a difference.
1: Did you notice a difference? I felt like the diff they to me were like low-hanging, easy-ass jokes.
0: Right, right. They were low-hanging though. I did feel like the indian dude was making self-deprecating jokes even though still to me low-hanging fruit jokes about his accent yeah jokes about being from india um low yeah low ass hanging fruit but the difference were that his jokes were about himself versus troy's jokes which were about well they were about his big dick there was that but then also about white women about black women about um but they were. It, it was more directed towards. I feel like other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's eating that shit up, and then we cut to Troy and his motherfucking buns fucking the shit out of somebody. Troy is fucking the that shit out of somebody. That ain't me, right?
1: I'm um, sorry. You know what though? Like looking at this series, and I remember um, talking about this on a text thread. They make it seem like these college students be like having the bomb ass sex and.
0: Nah. You know what? I saw that, and that was before I had watched this. But... I feel like first of all, I, he looks amazing, but he's not doing a lot. That's my in thing. The scene. That's
1: what this is what I wanted to say. Is mm-hmm. That a lot of the sex just looks like missionary ass born sex, right? Which does reflect college. Yes, this is a what lot. I'm saying.
0: They look amazing because they have young dope bodies. Because he looks amazing. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I think also sometimes at that early age, um, earlier in your sexual life, I feel like a lot of us are mimicking what we think sex is supposed to the be. Look like, what yeah. it's supposed to look like what it's supposed to sound like so it could have that visual view of wow this is amazing and a lot of people in their early sex life don't know yet they haven't yet had their most amazing sex you know what i'm saying so what they are experiencing is like mind-blowing is like you know what i'm saying there's something to it
1: i guess
0: mm-hmm. so but i'm just here i'm just here i just don't
1: get i'm seeing that he looks great but i'm seeing that and i just don't get how he has such a heavy rotation with that
0: oh because it's a college campus man people be out here for these scraps yeah
1: i'm glad i didn't go away then
0: yeah yeah (laughs) People people be thirsty for the scraps people be thirsty for the scraps these are young men who don't have much to give you know what i'm saying and bitches be thirsty for what little they have to give because they don't know that there's better yet.
1: Hard out here for a pimp. It really
0: is. But anyway, Troy's giving those buns, and luckily we don't have to see much of the white woman who is banging to death. Then she turns over. And we realize,
1: it's that girl.
0: I didn't realize it was that girl because they all look the same I didn't realize it
1: was a girl until that conversation they had, and I was like, oh, that's that girl.
0: Mm -hmm. So he asks her, he's like, do you think I'm funny? And she's like, you have abs. You don't need to be funny. Um, also, if you're about to ask me if I'm down for a threesome, I'm down for it. I'm partial to redheads. Like, clearly, she is not fully like she's not very invested in and, Troy yeah. or like she's she's there to like you know she's
1: there for the black she's dick. She's
0: there for the black dick.
1: Um, it's in this conversation that I realized she is the white girl who was with friends with Coco, Coco, and they were supposed to be in the Illuminati together. Pegasus, Pegasus.
0: <laughs> yeah, they um, were supposed to be in Pegasus. Yeah, together. Yeah, so Coco's friend is fucking her ex, which. That didn't even, so basically, so she gets a text and she's like, oh, that's Pegasus. And Troy is like, I thought you and Coco didn't get into Pegasus. Yeah. She's like, no, I got in, but I didn't want to tell Coco and, you know, that's my home girl. I can't, I can't do that to her or whatever, which... I hadn't when, even when she said that I had to like watch it a second time uh-huh. to realize oh that's right she's fucking her man yeah because that I just took that as like that's what they do you know what I'm saying like the, I wasn't surprised I don't trust I don't no, I don't yeah. trust
1: anyone either but my thing is that's my homegirl I can't do that to her but you just had his dick all in your pussy not so only what are you talking about? because
0: she's a trash ass bitch because yes. not only that but you were the white bitch who got into Pegasus because you have white privilege you exactly. know Coco didn't get in because she's, she's black. black so by telling her you also cannot use your white privilege to help get her in
1: yes because that's white feminism
0: because that's white that's feminism what the fuck that is. white feminism she will fucks fuck the black ex-boyfriend dick. yep and fuck, she will get yes. into pegasus or some other exclusive group or club not tell you and not tell
1: you shit not tell you about the black dick and mm-hmm. not tell you about the illuminati that mm-hmm. she got or in.
0: or try and work it to how you can get in or how she can use her influence within that illuminati to, to get, get you in. success in and some other way the pegasus, it's not getting in. this is
1: pegasus right mm-hmm. They don't have women yet, so I think she's the first first one. She's the first woman in there. That's some white woman shit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what it is. She She is white feminism. She
0: she's white. She achieved something and then she's done. Yeah, even that. Even though her black homegirl was right there with her trying to get in, and is most most likely. And she knew she wasn't going to get in. She
1: She knew she wasn't going to get in. Mm -hmm. It's probably like if I'm standing next to her, I can get in here. Like she's a calculated bitch. She's fucking her her friend's ex. She's Mm -hmm. calculated. She knew what the fuck she was doing. Mm -hmm. That it's right there right it's white feminine
0: right you're saying that she as a white woman knew that standing next to the standing black woman standing next to this black woman they have to they pick have one to of pick us they have to pick one of us right they can't sell yes. both of us so of course leave. they want
1: to pick the white woman
0: mm-hmm. and they'll say that's diversity yes
1: because we have right. women we now have women right.
0: here right 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 the levels to this you fucking bitch so she's a trash ass bitch who's not using her white privilege for any good
1: I like these throw pillows by the way it has nothing to do with anything that's happening but I like the pillows yes <laughs>
0: That just reminded me that they were at an Ivy League school <laughs> where they could have a nice room with, with, uh, with throw, pillows. throw pillows. like
1: Not regular ass bed pillows, but like throw pillows.
0: Right. Like that means like his mom was there like a week before <laughs> and they went and they picked out pillows, pillows and shit and, like that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. My dorm room was very much uh, like a prison cell. So then he's back at pa- pa- at uh, Pastiche, whatever their house is, talking to his white friend about how he bombed. Mm-hmm and he's like yo i could really use your advice what do you think of my set he's like i I would love for you to watch my set his friend is like i saw your set and it was garbage and i kind (laughs) of need to know what are you trying to do yeah what does troy say what's he trying to do he's like i always wanted to try this um troy responds this is okay right so troy responds that he always wanted to try this because we know that his dad and uh the order of x drove him away from from, discouraged him from comedy
1: which honestly a lot of black parents do they kind of discourage you from the art piece Mm because it's like no we're working hard so you can be doctors and lawyers not so you can be a joke not so you could like be a joke or not so you could like be fucking selling art on the street like just Mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things it's like we are putting in work so that your life could be better and now you're deciding you want to do stand-up like what the fuck all of this work we put in Mm -hmm. all of these um You know, all our adversity we had to go through and you want to fucking tell jokes. You know, a lot of I've noticed that a lot of black families do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: So so he asked his white friend for help. And because they're at this satire, they're in this like satire group. So these are the white guys that are into, quote unquote, humor and satire and shit like that. He's like, you need a perspective. What's your point of view as a comedy writer is what um, they kind of ask around. Mm -hmm. And one is like, I consider myself an existential. Absurdist. Life has no meaning. I laugh at it. Overbearing devil's advocate. Popular things annoy me or whatever. So like they all have their yeah, own. I'm, little am I'm a contrarian. Right, everything. right. I contrarian. Count to everything. Yep. 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 So they all each have a point of view, and that's what Troy has been lacking because he's just the funny, safe black guy. Yeah. So they encourage him to find a point of view, they tease him about a bit a little bit, and then they suggest, yo, let's do some shrooms and kind of gain some clarity. So they yeah, all take shrooms. And then they start being shroomed. They start being <laughs> shroomed, right? They're laid out in the grass. And Troy is like, are y'all feeling it? Because I don't feel it. And then the moon drops. Yes. And he instantly feels um his high. They're walking the campus on their high. And Troy finds a sign, an old sign of himself, old, camp, old campaign sign with his face on it that said Troy for student body president for back when he was running. And the, yeah. it, the face animates and... He's crying Crying. in the poster. He's like, "Yo, could everybody see how sad I was? How did I get here? Like, what? What the fuck?"
1: And of course, no one knows this is happening because they're all high. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He looks up and he sees the black. What are they? What do we call the Order of X? Yeah. So
0: throughout this throughout this episode, as he's on his journey to find himself on campus, he sees the Order of X in the distance. Yeah. So that's a recurring theme. Something else I wanted to mention when he was in the bed with um, Coco's white feminist friend Mm -hmm. and she says um, the rules are different for us. Like when he asked her about like, oh, what about Coco? And she's like, the rules are different for us. And she's like, it's um, it's not fair, but it's fun. I couldn't tell if she was saying that the rules are different for us as white people or the rules are different for us as legacies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, was she talking to Troy from legacy to legacy? Uh-huh. Or was she talking to Troy, like, I know as a white woman that the rules are different? I think
1: she was talking legacy to legacy. Okay. I don't think she was talking in that way. Right. I think she does white does white feminism i don't think she like speaks about it in that way yeah because they don't a lot of times they don't even realize that they're doing that shit it's just Mm -hmm. a way of life and they just do
0: it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm
1: -hmm. so i don't think i think she's talking to legacy shit
0: okay all right cool so he runs off from his friends and he's like i know where my voice is and he goes to find it and he looks for reggie (laughs)
1: <laughs> so he's like i know my out. voice is let no, me you find the black find people reggie.
0: let me find the black guy he's like yo i'm on a quest to find my voice you helped me do that once reggie is like i don't have time for this shit man whatever high you're on i'm not i'm not with the shits
1: reggie has a really good inquisitive face on like an inquisitive
0: what the fuck face right like, <laughs> oh so good. he's a good face actor too yo it's like what they're all such good actors yeah they are yeah he's like listen you're high i don't have time for this and right so Troy is like who am I or, or what do you what do you think of me what's my voice or whatever and he's like to answer your question which I didn't want to answer because I have shit to do I have to go to class then it goes a flashback to freshman year and Troy told uh, Reggie told Troy you're kind of like the black guy in a white sitcom <laughs> everything you do and say seems designed to make them laugh the them being white people. white people yes So Troy is commenting on his poster and he's like, I look like Bill Nye, the science nigger, which I thought was funny, but also one of those jokes designed to make them laugh. Yeah. So Reggie is like, listen, I see potential in you. You are the bridge between the black world and those white folks that you've made to feel safe. That's why I support you as being president of AP House. Um, what you need to do is make them believe make black folks believe that you are also safe, that you also fuck with us. And one of the best ways to do that is to get Sam to trust you. Yeah. And when he says that, I don't feel like there's any sinister intention behind it. It's like just get to know her, befriend her, whatever. Let her know that you're cool. And you can see in this time, Reggie is also in love with Sam. He's like, Oh, how could you not notice notice, her? Yeah. She noticed me. I fixed her computer and then I put a little virus in it. So she'll have to come back to me. Yeah. And Troy is like, How you know she's not just going to go and get it fixed somewhere else since you couldn't fix it? Yeah. It's clear Reggie hadn't thought that far. Exactly. But Mm -hmm. you can tell that he is infatuated by Infatuated with Sam.
1: I know that maybe because I know what that predator looks like that predator look mm-hmm. is when he was looking at sam i was like I, I could did. see it in his eyes i didn't
0: see the predator look because i'm usually the victim that's <laughs> so. what in his eyes. right so they're in class and they're now right so now not, we come back, back to the present, present troy is high as hell reggie is in his computer science class or whatever the fuck is going on for some reason troy is there why is troy there he just followed him and then we (laughs) cut and we realized that the whole entire class can hear him and the teacher is like yes troy reggie doesn't seem interested in doing this right now maybe leave our class um which i have been in classes in college but shit like that <laughs> no, has happened to, yeah and they're, they're not yelling at you because we're all adults but please get out of this class yes, please leave go so troy is like yo i didn't realize you were in love with sam back then in retrospect yeah um, and then he says i'm sorry which we don't understand why he's apologizing for that and then we cut to in troy's journey to find himself we cut to sam and Joel in the studio recording dear white people and, and Troy shows up there with his face pressed against the yeah, glass he he's slaps high. his body on the glass he is high on fucking mushrooms yeah, slaps he's his, his like, body Listen. on the
1: glass scares the shit out of them mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't care and he goes come inside the studio <laughs> yeah.
0: he's like I, w- I want to talk to you I want to do an interview put me on I'm trying to find myself he reveals that he took shrooms and like oh fuck yeah and then he asks Sam what was I to you freshman year what did you see in me and she's like, you were a lot of things to me, Troy. Then we flashed to these two having sex. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah,
1: they're in bed And together. it just
0: reminded me of college and like how so many different things can happen freshman year. And by the time sophomore year hits, that shit feels like it was fucking 24 years yeah, ago. Yeah, and you're a completely different you're person. You're a completely different person. You've had several relationships since then. That was old news. Don't let it be four years later. It's like, what?
1: Yeah, I would tell everyone that? that first person you fuck with in college, they're...
0: It's a throwaway whole year all of are uh, fucking throwaways yeah it's a throwaway so apparently they had like what was like an actual relationship, relationship it wasn't yes. just like a booty call thing yeah um, so
1: after reggie put him on to sam mm-hmm. troy pursued sam and now they're dating so that's why he said sorry yeah for that Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. pursued her like a predator but it seems like even though he is hooking up with her to get into ap house it does seem like he likes her yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that he does um see value in her and they actually had built like A friendship a relationship kind of thing and it's a lot of different ways that they shot this scene to make it clear that there was a lot of intimacy happening Mm -hmm. and that he wasn't just um fucking her but also he probably knew that he could not just fuck her that that was not something that somebody like her would be down with especially not freshman year yeah so he asked if she can put put in a good word for him she agrees and then she gets up to go to the bathroom and he gets a text from some white girl who wants some chocolate dick. Yeah. And he's like, come through at 10 because he's a fucking fuck boy. Yeah. And a fuck boy freshman, which are the worst kind of fuck boys. Oh, they're all pretty bad. The freshmen are just sloppier. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, freshmen man. are sloppier. This bitch says she's <laughs> fiending for my chocolate injections.
1: Oh, God. Fiending for my
0: chocolate injections. Feening. Racist. What? So Sam is like, you kind of ruined you put me on to the fact that like nothing is pure and you ruined romantic love for me and um that was that she says when we broke up i felt like i couldn't breathe she said i felt like i couldn't breathe could breathe
1: couldn't right and he has a white girl saving his phone as heather perky boobs Uh
0: which is so interesting because we didn't know this at all so i like this extra layer of um them dating yeah but then it also does explain like why would they elect him to AP House president? Exactly. He doesn't seem like the type SM of nigga that they would fuck with all. like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that explains a lot. I wonder if that was always the intention to make them um, you know, an item. So she says that all she could see now that she has now that once she, she realized who he really was, all she could see was a little boy mm-hmm. um who was focused on becoming the man that whoever becoming whatever kind of man other people wanted him to be yeah so then we cut to him in ap house at the fireplace burning his clothes yes
1: yeah, throwing him in the fireplace mm-hmm. and, then and
0: then we see he's not alone <laughs> yeah and we're having a core meeting yeah
1: everyone's looking at him mm-hmm. he throws um i don't know what this guy's james. name but he throws james Joe's James LaCroix sweater and the
0: thing like mm-hmm. how do you just get
1: people's random clothes and you're just throwing them in a the fucking I'm fireplace probably
0: in the laundry they got mixed up but that's funny because it's an indication that these are not my clothes this is, this is not the Troy Fairbanks I want to be this is some shit that James would wear exactly why am I wearing the shit that somebody like James is wearing and Coco points out that you're burning clothes or having a, clothes a clothes dra- clothing drive, drive right now so I thought that was funny you simple bitch yeah. <laughs> that's what she wanted that's to right. say that's right and this turns into <laughs> an opportunity for um him to then confront Coco yeah and ask what and apologize to her over the way that their relationship ended yeah and she's like get the fuck out of here you're fucking my friend as we speak <laughs> she fucking smells she, like you Fucking yes, you both she knew about the, the white girl mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and that you're just somebody else's legacy
1: like Muffy,
0: the fucking dog oh no Muffy right yes Muffy there's the name. connection yes. Muffy was her friend right mm-hmm. right who is a dog um <laughs> like Muffy she reeks of you right so you're both legacies and you're not anybody yes. she's like I've made sacrifices to rid myself of the stench of you and I'm better for it now kind of um while she's talking about giving the speech about how scum he kind of is and yeah. has been there's a flashback to reggie watching troy and sam hold hands back freshman year yeah. and then that Troy is, is now head of house um and we see that reggie is really hurt so it kind of highlights the kind of person that troy was who's just kind of doing him at the cost of you know everyone everyone in <laughs> everyone life. around him yeah around yeah him. and trying to be the man that his parents that his dad wants him to be yeah and then we see that he ended he ended his relationship or his relationship with Sam ended because she found out that he was cheating. She saw his texts yeah, text like to that. the Heather with the Perky Boobs, mm-hmm. to be specific. Yep. And so Coco was talking about how he kind of leached on to her, um looking to her to save him and uh, she's not out here trying to save nobody, you ain't shit. So then we see Troy sitting on the steps of campus and Kelsey's dog appears, Kelsey's dog who hopped out the window. Ran into oblivion, (laughs) appears, and she is now talking with the voice of Loretta (laughs) Devine.
1: Which is amazing. Yes. So,
0: (laughs) Troy is still tripping on shrooms, and this dog is talking in the only black auntie voice and giving all type of black auntie advice. advice.
1: Tell him to get the shit together. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, figure your shit out. Who are you? What kind of man are you? Are you pure? Are you consciousness? Are you any of those things are you none of them if you were your body you'd have more control over your sex capes. if you were your feelings or your thoughts you wouldn't have to constantly numb them who are you figure your shit out
1: yes that dog read the shit out of him mm-hmm. what would you do if a dog read the shit out of you Hennessy reads the shit out of me every day <laughs> Every day. Yeah, my cat kinda.
0: Every day every she day. starts tap dancing while I'm laying on the couch, bitch. Get up and get in the bed. <laughs> like that is actually something that happens in our lives. Okay.
1: That's hilarious.
0: So Um,
1: they're at the fountain. She does tell him not to get in the fountain because people pee in there, mm-hmm. like you.
0: She said, I'm walking you to the water, do not drink it. can <laughs> pee in this fucking water fountain. And then he has some sort of epiphany, he gets naked, naked. and he that's baptizes that's himself in the in filthy fountain. fountain. On campus. And it's a really long scene.
1: It is really long, but I don't mind because his body. And we
0: get to see them buns. It's
1: nice. Mm -hmm. I like arms. He has nice arms. Mm -hmm. He has an amazing butt. He has really nice booty.
0: All right. We're taking a moment to breathe that in. Yeah. His roommate, Lionel and uh, Wesley, Wesley. walk up and he's like, Troy, buddy, what are you doing? (laughs)
1: He's like, you're buck naked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wesley is like, yo, you have to live with that, dude. You have to live with that and he's straight.
1: now he's dead ass butt naked though Mm -hmm. which
0: Ah. is unnecessary
1: mad unnecessary but But he's he's on shrooms
0: right so as he's getting dressed he sees the uh, order of x black illuminati in the distance Mm -hmm. and we cut to him in his room in the morning laid across his bed like he had the best sleep upside down yes and his dad is in there
1: standing over him
0: in a black turtleneck I love this wardrobe (laughs) (laughs) he looks fresh to death he looks like he's about business but he's casual (laughs) I think they call that a sports jacket. Where do you see that casual? Where's it casual? That's casual for a man like this. There's no tie. Yeah. Sports jacket. That is casual. He probably had on some
1: type of loafer. Still has a pocket square. Some type of
0: boat shoe. A brown one though. Don't get carried away. Still with the pocket square. The pocket square actually replaces the gold chain in this scene. Because follow me now. He comes in here and he's asking, yo, Troy, what the fuck is your problem? Why are you gallivanting around here and not doing what you're supposed to do? He's in there to handle business. And he also has a moment where he connects with Troy, where Troy is like, listen, I'm trying to find out who I am. You keep telling me who to be. And is there anything here that you want to talk about before he says um, what he says about Reggie? Um, no. Okay. So he says, so his dad is yelling. He's like, everything I do, I do for you. Pull your shit together. And Troy says, listen, I was hanging out with Reggie the other day. And Reggie said that you talked to him. You said that you were there for him. And you've never said that. Yeah,
1: you treated him like a person. You like listened yep. to him. Mm-hmm. You didn't just bark orders. So he talked about the different ways in which he had that conversation with Reggie and the general conversations that they have, and how different it is, and how he sound like a completely different man when Reggie was talking about him versus the experiences that he has with his own dad.
0: Mm-hmm. Have and- you ever had an experience like that?
1: My mom don't talk to people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> my dad don't. There's that. that. Um, <laughs> my dad has a cousin who is my age but i feel like they share similarities in terms of being um i guess first generation um I don't know Jamaicans or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. So I feel like he felt connected to her in that way yeah. and both the, my grandfather and her dad were close friends. Yeah. Uh, cousins and and very close yeah. cousins or whatever. And so I always felt like even though she and I were like 2 years apart, he mm-hmm. treated her with a certain respect uh-huh. and a certain care for her personhood that yeah. I felt like he never treated me with. Mm-hmm. And even you know, he would be reasonable with her about like music and, and say, oh, yeah, I try and, you know, have my kids, you know, they can listen to curses, but I try and explain to them what things mean. We could not listen to curses. I was mm-hmm. not allowed. The things that he said I was allowed to do, yeah. I was never allowed to do. Or there was this other girl who I don't know if my dad is her godfather. I have no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. But we would see her at family functions as adults and she would talk to us like we were her cousins or some shit. Uh-huh. She was like a family friend. Yeah. She would talk to us like we were family and she would tell stories about my dad like he was there at their house all the time mm-hmm. and me and my sister are thinking if this nigga was at your house all the time. He had time. He had time. He was not at our house. Yeah. Do you think that we want to see you and hear your stories yeah. of um the amazing times that you had with our dad? You don't want to hear these things. <laughs> you don't want to fucking hear them. Yeah. But it just reminded me of that duality of mm-hmm. how um, somebody could be a cool guy but then, also, not a cool parent, yeah, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so it reminded me of that, and in that moment, it seems that his dad realizes that um, he has kind of been really hard on Troy, yeah, um, because of his expectations and respectability, and because of that, how you have to be twice as good kind of thing if yes. you want to get ahead, and Troy is like over it, and, and he, like he likes he shows fucking- he's over
1: it by. Taking a pull of a blunt in front of his dad, and then blowing it in and his, his face. face.
0: And so he expects at this point he expects his dad to disown him or tell him to go fuck himself. Or yeah. he thinks this is like the end yeah. of it. Yeah. So
1: his dad grabs the blunt in he, his
0: black turtleneck yep. and pocket square, which I think is representative of a gold chain. Did I say that
1: already? You did. I, I don't
0: think it's supposed to replace. That. It's supposed to replace like the badass New Jack City gold chain. That that look of the black turtleneck blazer on top or leather jacket on top and the pocket square i feel like this is the um preppy dean version of that that he's still supposed to kind of look like a badass so i feel like the pocket square replaces the gold chain in this okay because like you were saying he grabs the blunt
1: he grabs the blunt and i'm sure troy thinks oh shit it's about to go down, mm-hmm. but what actually goes down? is his father takes a pull of that blunt—not
0: just a regular pull. Takes a
1: long pull of that joint, guttural pull. And then he calls his weed trash. Swallows that shit, <laughs> and calls his weed trash.
0: Mm-hmm. And then takes another pull. <laughs> Holds it in his mouth like a cigarette and opens a picture another um campaign photo of troy and it's been defamed whatever the the fuck and it says
1: lock him up lock him up and then his face is circled Mm -hmm.
0: and his dad is just like listen remember that these are the type of people that you're dealing with so it's just a reminder of that awareness um that his father has that you know I treat you this way because I'm trying to protect you from these things Yeah. and this is what's really out here. So where you're trying to find yourself, just remember that this is what's out there. So it seems like at this stage, his dad might be open to what Troy is trying to do.
1: And realizing that he's his own person right, and not just like a fucking pod. Machine. A right, pod of a him. A person. Right, right, yeah.
0: right, right, right. So we cut to Troy back at the comedy club um, and he does a set that... Is filled with a lot more nuance. Yes, filled with a lot more self reflection. Mm-hmm.
1: He basically folds into his "I'm trash" in "men of trash" kind right. of space. Right, right. Um, he owns that space, mm-hmm. which wasn't the expectation that I had that he would like do as a full comedy. I didn't think I didn't know what he would do, mm-hmm. but I didn't think he. Um, I guess my assumption was that he wasn't going to learn from any of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he was going to just be too high and forget. Um, But he actually had learned from his introspective moment. And was like, yo, I've been a trash-ass motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And used that in his comedy.
0: And his dad is there being supportive. Supporting him. And I bet his dad laughed like, (laughs) oh, my goodness. He's not that. He totally proved to you he's not that kind of black person. Okay. Did he have to wear the chain?
1: Do you have to wear what chain?
0: The chain that was the pocket square. Is that how you would have understood that he doesn't have the. <laughs> he's not an uptight dude. Okay. He just plays one on TV. All right. He's outside in front of people. He said, ho ho. ho he's wearing the mask. He's wearing the mask. He's
1: outside in front of white company. All right. He said, ho, ho
0: ho. Okay. So that was episode seven. What do yeah. we have to say? So, Dear Black People, episode seven. What do we have to say for Dear Black People?
1: When the dog talks to you, you fucking listen.
0: Listen to what the dog has to say um don't kill it because i feel like black people if you run into a talking dog you're either gonna run or murder it it could be um loretta devine it could be the oracle right never. you never know you're you never, never know. know also dear black people google white feminism it's real Google Muffy's character was white feminism yes and um, it was
1: effortless didn't even mm-hmm. think about it mm-hmm. okay. she didn't
0: think about fucking troy Mm-mm. she didn't think about joining pegasus and not telling what's supposed to be her girl she said that was her girl like yes. that was her friend yes she didn't think of any of those things and um it's dangerous
1: very dangerous so a
0: lot of the, the some of the most dangerous white people are white liberals yeah that we allow to get close to us wow. that um we allow to get close to us without challenging them. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? Um, If you want to let white people get close to you, that's okay. It's not a big deal. Challenge those motherfuckers. If they claim to be an ally, challenge them. If they want to be your friend, challenge them. When they do sneaky shit, call them on that shit. Call them on their racism. Don't be afraid. Don't, like Troy was trying to make them comfortable. Don't do that. That's not your job to make white people comfortable comfortable. around you. Their life is full of comfort. Full of comfort. Full of fucking comfort. Yep. Dear white people, what you got? I don't
1: have anything. You have something?
0: Don't be a fucking white feminist. <laughs> Try that. <laughs> don't be a fucking white feminist. If you get into Pegasus, find a way to use your white privilege to be an ally to the black girl who was trying so to who get into was pe- Pegasus. Yeah. Be honest with her. We know the world is unfair. Be honest about how you were a part of that and benefited from that unfairness. Don't hide from it. Don't, don't, because she, she presented that like, oh, I can't do that to my girl. You already did it. You know what I'm saying? You've been actively
1: doing it. Yes. Yes. You've been actively doing it. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Like from the door, Mm -hmm. from the door. Mm -hmm.
0: And it was about her protecting her sense of guilt and responsibility because what maybe Coco is going to tell me not to be in this group if they won't accept her maybe mm-hmm. I'll have to do something that's yeah. the fear maybe I'll have to do something yeah. maybe I'll have to be active mm-hmm. maybe I'll have to be proactive
1: yeah and that's not what she wants don't do. be
0: on that fuck shit yo if that's the thing be... make
1: sure these allies make sure they're active you can't mm-hmm. be an ally if you're not actively doing something right. just because you tolerate someone within a friendship does not make you an ally right. so right. make sure they are active so dear white people if you say you're an ally do something active shit do some shit Mm -hmm. speak up for things use that shit you're Mm -hmm. not an ally until that you make that like a verb and it becomes an action and you're actually doing something for someone that's not your white ass okay
0: let's take a break yes Thank you so much for listening to Dear Black People, our Dear White People review series. Mm-hmm. We actually are motherfucking podcasters. We have a
1: whole ass other show. A
0: whole entire show called Tea with Queen and Jay, where we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. One episode at a fucking time. Every motherfucking week, we discuss liberation, pop culture, and politics. And um, we fucking like doing it, yo. Yo,
1: and you're here already. You you're love here. us. You're our friend. You might as well subscribe to Press subscribe.
0: Shit. We do a new episode every motherfucking Tuesday, yo. Mm-hmm. Check us out.
1: Can't wait to see you.
0: Or feel you. Or hear you. Or get an email from me. It's getting creepy. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> episode eight. All right. So this episode opens with Gabe, and I'm already fucking annoyed.
1: Because uh, I didn't ask. He has an annoying
0: face. I And I didn't ask for an episode with fake ass Gabe. Don't nobody want an episode focus on a white boy. I don't. i want about it. to
1: say, yeah, I don't. I don't want a white focus episode. I right. do not. That's not why I came to the show. Yeah.
0: So I was highly annoyed by this, and then I realized later on in the episode that this is either an episode. This is actually an episode with Gabe and Sam. So I'm less annoyed, but still annoyed because I don't want an all Sam episode. I don't, I even more so don't want an all Gabe episode, but I do appreciate that they did not make this episode focus primarily on this on white, white boy, man because I don't want it. We don't, we're not interested. It's
1: not why we're here.
0: Right. So we get a history of documentary filmmaking on campus and a bunch of white men doing making, white things, doing white things. Uh, motherfuckers making that phrenology film. There's a quote. One of the guys says, all my life I've been a slave to science. Mm hmm. Um, now and have always been a slave to science um, so documenting. So we see Gabe is watching all these old school documentary films so that's one of the shots in one of the films. Yeah. Then we we see a shot and we're back down in the basement where Joel and Hotep-ass Trevor were mm-hmm. back before and yeah. we see a cut to that area but it's uh in the documentary it's back in like the 60s 70s exactly with a bunch of black panther looking black folks down there talking about order of x and Mm -hmm. kind of their mission and they see whoever has the camera and they're like yo you Mm -hmm. can't be down there so it adds more depth to this whole secret society society, order of x X shit
1: get out of here you jive turkey (laughs) my mom said that's been her her group in New York in the seventies we weren't saying that, so I don't know where that comes from.
0: What? Jive Turkey? Yeah. Oh she said they weren't yeah, saying that. My mom was like,
1: We was not saying that at Harlem, um, so she doesn't know. Jive Turkey. What what region of blackness that
0: comes from? Oh, you know what that comes from? You know what that comes from? Chicago? No, probably some white director of a black exploitation movie. Probably. I need you to do this blacker. Well, I said, I'm not here for this shit. No, blacker. Blacker. Jive Turkey. I heard that said once. <laughs> My mother was ones. like, "We did not say that's corny. We did not say that's funny. That. Yep. That's funny. Yeah, that might be some out of state shit. Mm-hmm. That might that might have been um some LA shit. Who knows? It wasn't Harlem. Somebody tell us. So we cut to fake gay making his mi racist documentary, and he sits down with Troy
1: fine ass Troy's fine ass I have to say that every time he's
0: sitting sitting down with Troy and Coco um Troy's talking about how he was typically protected from a lot of the things that uh, non-legacy or non-well-to-do black folks have experienced Kelsey is there talking about being a lesbian lesbian trini girl and how she rarely sees herself in American culture and then we see Reggie is still talking and he's like, talk to white people, which is a lot of what we say here. Talk to your fucking white family. What? Okay. You're here interviewing black folks about their pain. Now go and talk to your fucking racist white relatives. What? Talk to them. Coco talks about not wanting to see Michelle Obama and Kamala Harris on the same ticket and watch those black women go through um the abuse that President Obama went through times a thousand. A thousand? They're, because on they're on the same yeah, ticket. Yeah, because it's
1: a black woman. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: And then we cut to Gabe setting up in the radio station. Got his camera and everything all set up. And then we see our favorites, Lionel and, and Wesley. Wesley, walk in. And they're like, yo, what are you What are you doing in here? <laughs> and they're clearly there for something. And he's confused. And
1: Wesley is like, ooh, porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: We're going to do a scene. That's right. And fake ass Gabe is like, what are y'all doing here? I have the room reserved. I'm uh, working on a project. Y'all need to go. And then we see... Sam actually walks in, and Sam knows why Lionel is there, and yeah. Sam is like, um, Lionel, Donna is actually every other Friday. And as soon as that came up, I knew he was going to fuck that up because he's a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's not keeping up with what when the right night is. So, a, to go to that yeah, party. So he brings Wesley, and he's like, oh, it's going to be a cool party, and no one is there, of course, because it's, Cause the, wrong it's the wrong night. wrong Ah, sweet Which Lionel. So
1: cute. So adorable.
0: And when the woody woop. So... <laughs> so those two nerds go back to the dorm to play video games and have sex which i think is totally adorable Mm -hmm. and now sam is there and this i think is her first time talking to gabe since they broke up it looks
1: like yeah i'm happy she's not wearing her hair up
0: (laughs) why do you think in this scene she's not wearing her hair up i don't know she She wasn't wearing
1: it up in the other one either the last episode when they was when um what's his face when troy was asking about their relationship or whatever was up not in that thing she'd be doing
0: it was up in the front. It was still a up. It wasn't, I don't know what thing. It was like I different, I can see curls. I can see curls. Right, Usually right, right. It's
1: up. It's like tucked away up.
0: Oh, I see. I'm just see. happy that it's right. not doing it. Yeah. It was anymore. up and loose though, yeah. Mm-hmm. So her hair is down, which I think there's a reason for this. Hopefully by the end of this review, I'll figure out why her hair <laughs> is down in this episode. She's supposed to look a certain way. Because I don't think it's a coincidence that we get all the way to episode eight and her, and her, her hair has been up probably, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, something's up with this. So Gabe has set up for him, her to participate in this mi racist interview. So he's got it set up outside of the studio, and she's like, "Yo, it's a whole soundproof it's a whole soundproof box. The in shit there. for this. Let's go inside the radio booth." Duh. So he sets up in there, and then we see that Sam actually starts setting up for to record for her mm-hmm. show, her radio show slash podcast, right. She also leaves the door locked, so he's stumbling with all his shit. She clearly does not care. She's like, I'm here to do this, but also don't want to do it.
1: And I don't care for you. Like, struggle with your shit. Like, it's still,
0: yeah, it's tense. Mm -hmm. So the room is mad tense. She's going to do her show because she wants to make sure that um, she's not misquoted.
1: Because he's a white man. Because he's
0: a white man. You can't trust it. Uh He's like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't quote you out of context. She's like, well, you won't now because I'm recording you. Yes. All right, so basically they start off with who's really conducting the interview with what it seemed. They kind of yeah. do this song and dance where, you know, he asks her, "Okay, so you're the host of Dear White People." He's like, "And you're she's like, "And you're the host of this, you know, am I racist kind of thing." It's very tense.
1: Yeah, yeah they like they're more so taking jabs at each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: rather than trying to like actually interview each other right, or whatever. Right, right. So
0: they have what I thought. So this starts off to me with a thoughtful conversation on Gabe's white savior complex yes. and why is he kind of in his am I a racist documentary? Why is he basically doing the work that Sam has been doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I cr- I credit you every time, um, you know, we do this. And she's like, yeah, that kind of makes it worse that you know that you're jacking my shit and that it's okay for you to do that and get popular off of that um and so she also kind of calls him out for using the pain of the black people around him to um for the success of Of his his. youtube series or whatever he's doing he's like listen i'm trying to you do this show called dear white people to highlight um white people and call them out on their fuck shit i am trying to address my fuck shit don't kind of like don't i get any credit for that and so gabe's whole angle in this thing is Is... like doesn't this count for anything don't i get any credit for this you say you say that white people are supposed to do this and that's what i'm here doing why don't you um you would like he wants a fucking he wants cookies he wants cookies and that to me is a major major problem with gabe he Huge wants cookies problem, and okay. credit as soon as
1: that happened I kind of wanted to just be like shut up with this conversation mm-hmm. um but I had to continue watching right
0: show. I honestly I found the whole thing to be incredibly triggering yeah it was gross um and so this actually got really hard for me to like get engaged with it enough to really like review. Because he's doing all the things that happen to us in real life. And I found like this episode, I felt like a lot of the other episodes gave us racism and hard shit, but with a lot of like levity and shit and funny shit in between. Exactly. And this episode, to me, it felt like just like a straight kind of white attack. Yeah,
1: they just dropped it all on you. Right. Right. Just dropped it all on you.
0: Yeah, so I watched it twice and like, again, so they're doing this song and dance and having all of this intense conversation. He's conducting this interview with her. And then it kind of sounds like he asked her, you know, if she feels like the work that she does on Dear White People is igniting racism on the campus and emboldening people like Alt (laughs) IVW. And so she's like, you're blaming me for the racism that's already existed. I'm talking about it happening. I would have
1: nothing to talk about if if this wasn't fucking happening. If I would love to not have a fucking show.
0: Right, which is the traditional thing that a lot of white folks say if y'all would stop talking about it racism would go away. That's not
1: how it works. Mm -mm. You would just start being reminded of the fuck
0: shit you do if I stop talking about it. That's
1: all you want. Mm -hmm. is to not hear about what the fuck you do. Yep.
0: And especially not from a black person or Mm -hmm. black woman. Not out of your black right and it reminded me a little of this racist shit that I went through recently um at work. Mm -hmm. And if you guys go and listen to our episode one fifty six. Is that what it was? Yeah I kinda outlined that but this is like stuff that we do with every day. This is like real life yes racism mm-hmm. um so it's not if i stop talking about it it'll go away it'll go away for you because you can go back to exactly. not thinking about all the abuse that you're inflicting on me
1: the only thing that I got out of this conversation but we we mention this often on our regular podcast is how violent white liberals can be yeah so here's this white person whom people will paint as a liberal who will people will paint as an ally and a person who understands all of these things but he's being highly violent mm-hmm. to sam in this scene like like disgustingly violent to her but he is this you know the white liberal the Mm -hmm. one that you can be friends with the one that will not call you a nigger, the one who will not hang you from a tree but he is literally doing that Mm -hmm. with his words and all of that in this um, space so that was like the only thing the only kind of takeaway from Mm -hmm. this exchange was Mm -hmm. this blatant showing of how violent and racist white liberals can be Mm -hmm. even unbeknownst to them
0: right so she calls him out for exploiting the pain of the black folks around him and those in the film he talks about he's like yeah i know black culture is mined for the benefits of white profit i believe that and that's what i speak about in the film again more with the like i'm on your side why are you challenging me type shit yeah i know Mm -hmm. i know which is highly problematic
1: yeah
0: something that that Brandon mentioned earlier, Brandon's the engineer. Hey, Brandon. Um, we were talking <laughs> earlier cause I, I really could not really fuck with this episode. So mm-hmm. I was like, what do you think? Cause I don't want to think about this. Um, and something that he mentioned was that he feels like Gabe would not, the way that he speaks to, sam challenging everything that she says and the way that he throws things back at her he would not speak at to a black man that way oh hell you know what i'm saying right so he wouldn't be rapid firing her shooting things back at her like this challenging her every word Mm. if a black man sitting across from him as a white liberal right
1: he wouldn't say any of this shit to absolutely not he wouldn't even say this to
0: troy nope 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 he would Um, call the police (laughs) 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 that's what he would do (laughs) right right as a white liberal he would he would either be silent and pretend to be listening so that he doesn't get punched in the face or he Uh, would call the cops yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right so she admits that they they, she says that she's only she only agreed to do his documentary because she wanted to confront him about his documentary Mm -hmm. he's like i know and i still came don't i get any credit for that again with the fucking credit
1: what is with these white men and these cookies Everybody wants a cookie. Have a kitchen. Bake your own cookies. Bake your own motherfucking cookie.
0: So then he wants to talk about Silvio, who came out, uh, was discovered is alt-IVW, and he calls it a controversial account, and she's like, no, there's nothing controversial about uh, hate speech. Yeah. And then he tries to Yeah, racism is a controversial it's not. It's only controversial to white people yes. and people who uh, quote unquote are free thinking. Like
1: Kanye. <laughs> people freak. who benefit from those yes. systems are the only people who think racism or patriarchy or capitalism and all of these things mm-hmm. are controversial.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Right. Um and so he asks her if it hurts. If those words hurts and she's she's trying to um She's like, you know, yeah, obviously these these things are not cool, but, like, it is what it is, kind of. Yeah. And he keeps trying to get to her feelings about it. Well, how does it make you feel? Don't those things hurt? And she's like, listen, what are you, what are you trying to get at? And he's like, well, people need to see how vulnerable you are. Mm-hmm. If maybe if you showed people how, how hurtful these things really could be, they would understand. And it reminded me of the ways in which people want us to prove our humanity. Exactly. That's them. exactly what
1: that was. Mm-hmm.
0: And how there's no, like, she's a human.
1: I hate, I hate this conversation. It made
0: me so upset. She's a human. Why do we need. Why do we need to see her cry about this?
1: For it to be real. For it to be real. For it to be real. Mm-hmm. She has to cry yeah. and like say she's hurt and all these things. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's real because I'm saying it is. Right. And that's it. Right. Yes. And the belief that she has to constantly explain these things to yeah. him in these ways to convince him to believe her, to yes. believe her humanity. Mm-hmm. So she calls him out for blaming the victim. He's like, I don't blame you for anything, which is bullshit and he keeps making those he gives this this fucking batman analogy which comes first batman or the crime if you dress up like batman people are gonna start challenging batman then, just yeah, because it's the a penguin whole fucking, and a and whole it was fucking just, stupid analogy it was, such, it
1: was such a white man yes but he keeps say. making this
0: this i'm a white guy no have you considered this have you thought about this he keeps making that that fucking what is that fucking face they do it's like i can't do i can't get it i don't even know how to describe it it's like the white
1: well actually face
0: there it is (laughs) that's what it is he keeps giving that fucking white will actually face while talking about the black experience yes here's the other thing that is interesting to me he talks about how he bigs up dear white people every episode when we know that white people consistently steal black art and black work and reappropriate it for themselves. Yeah. They will do the exact same thing. The they will steal all your research, put it into their thing. own film. They will There are
1: two white bitches trying to do what we do. Like I'm t- yes. I'm sure
0: there are. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's what they do? Um there no, are white bitches doing this. <laughs> um so a way, a better way, I was thinking about how could he have done this if he wanted to explore this? Am I racist? He could have done a documentary on dear white people.
1: Of course.
0: This show exists. This show is trying to this explore these it things. Exists. This is what Sam does. You know what I mean? He could have uplifted her while exploring these concepts yes. within himself, and while she does this, I wanted to explore within myself. He could have completely uplifted her, the thing her about, platform.
1: The thing about his show that irks me is the show is called Why, like Am I Racist or mm-hmm. Was Whatever. We know and, the answer, man. But does he interview white people? Does he speak to people who actually have systemic backing to be racist? No, because then
0: he would have to challenge he them. He talks to people it's who are affected. So How to do you find out if pain? you're racist
1: by you have to ask like what mm-hmm. is this about you being racist or about white people as a collective like are you asking other white people these questions mm-hmm. no you're not mm-hmm. and that's what if you wanted to do that am i racist then that's what you should have did no he wants but to turn them. this
0: into a performative uh performance of these black people's pain and then present this to white people yeah, look, you know
1: look at this <laughs> <laughs>
0: So this whole episode is pretty much making me fucking sick. Yeah, I don't like it. It's making me sick. It's annoying. They talk about relational stuff a little bit. He makes her cry. Um, And something else that Brandon said, because again, like I said, I was fucking sick and I was fucking <laughs> over it, Um, was that they make him in this episode seem a lot more like they're they're a lot kinder to him the way they do this episode than Mm -hmm. he really is like he's more problematic than even this episode portrays or treats him a
1: vile piece of shit
0: right right and the
1: care that is
0: being had for this white piece of shit Mm -hmm. is ridiculous Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like because i feel like throughout the series like i don't i don't know anyone who's rooting for sam in real life right and I don't think that she's yeah I don't think that she's set up personally for us to root for her I Mm -hmm. think that we're supposed to recognize her as annoying and somebody who needs to not be such a narcissist and understand her light skin privilege and Mm -hmm. and things of that nature but she's already aware of her blackness and all those things so there's nothing really for us to root for her for yeah the things that we're rooting for are things that she needs to learn so that she's no longer hurtful to other people you know what I'm saying so I don't think she's a character that's set up for us to root for and I think that's a part of why this exchange is uncomfortable because we see we see her pain as a black woman but i also feel like because she's somebody that we are not supposed to root for Mm -hmm. i feel like kind of what brandon was saying about how he's presented even in this episode as less violent than he actually is being Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i wished that I wish I got some more. I I wish I got some some jabs in this episode. That's how I feel. Like I feel like it's no wins. I feel like this whole episode is just a reflection of the violence that white people do and mm-hmm. how painful it is. And yeah. I don't. There's no joy in this episode for me.
1: No, it, there is no joy in this episode at all. I don't think this episode is supposed to be joyous. I period. wanted it.
0: I deserve. I needed some laughs in this um, somewhere. Like I, I, I don't didn't, think. This is, I don't like this. But I
1: think it's it's this conversation. But then they're also like ex fighting with each other. So like.
0: Mm, two exes you say? yeah yeah fighting. they uh-huh.
1: fighting with each other so like um i don't know i don't know where i can fit comedy into that
0: but i, I just wish that this maybe i don't know it's a yeah i know it's what you a wish. really good conversation I but i wish saying. maybe it didn't it wasn't as fucking long but maybe it had to be this long for all this to be said but i don't know you kind of is trying to tell her how she should deal with her pain and deal with her experience and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. He's still talking.
1: I would be so annoyed. Like, you mm-hmm. used to, like, have sex with this person. Right. This was, like, someone you were in love with. Yes. Like, mm, yes. I would be so red right mm-hmm. now. like i just could not eat this this episode was so trash because there's just so much happening here
0: yeah um she talks about how he dipped on her at the protest and that of all times that's not the place where you break up with somebody at a motherfucking protest that's some white shit to do
1: that is some real white shit like i they always just they always managed to make it about them yeah. like that night was about something huge mm-hmm. and big and something else and it was like oh i can't do this right. like what oh.
0: right so there was that bullshit and then he confronts her he's like yo you fucked reggie you didn't even apologize and she's like i said she sorry said, yeah
1: i sucked that black dick now nah,
0: she ain't say that <laughs> she said i did apologize <laughs> that's like, what i want to say <laughs> that's funny he's like you did not apologize she's like well i don't have to um, You kiss my black ass now nah, she ain't say black
1: that black ass she ain't say that though T-shirt. So they
0: have a whole argument. Okay, so he kind of at some at a certain point, he's like, Yo, this is not like Jim Crow era, it's not the fifties. So like all this internet trolling is not that serious. And she's like, What the fuck? Like basically, like you think that this stuff is limited to the internet. Yeah. Like this this the things that are being said here, they have real life implications to like my actual black ass life. Yes. Um, and it's kind of what I was talking about, about the fucking hate crime that happened at my job. Yeah. Where yeah this looks like this one little small isolated incident, but it affects what happens to me here today in twenty eighteen and
1: and a hundred million different ways right. It's not just this one mm-hmm. thing um and that's the issue that a lot of white people have or people who are not of the oppressed group that they one thing does not mean one thing right ever right when you are part of the oppressed group and that Thing is affecting you mm-hmm. that thing means a million different things mm-hmm. and it affects you in a million different ways mm-hmm. it's not just like turn your computer off like no just don't look at it no, no it's still it's happening to me what it's happening, happening and then to you're me telling now. me i have to like ugh, it's just gross mm-hmm. this whole episode was disgusting i hated it mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um so they say hateful things to one another and She says that you keep trying to atone for your white guilt. And he's like, no, stop making it seem like I'm trying to atone to you. Of course, I feel bad for what I did to Reggie. I feel bad about calling the cops. I didn't realize how that would affect him. But stop acting like I need to atone to you. I don't know what the fuck she says back to him. This is like now relationship fighting. Yeah. Um he accuses her of overcompensating and says the only reason she does dear white people is because she wants to compensate she wants to compensate for the part of her that she hates being her white yeah. half as a biracial black person. Um and she's like, "Listen, when people see me, they see a black, a woman. black woman. That's what I am. I am black. It doesn't matter that I'm biracial." I am still treated in this world with the hatred of a black woman. Yes. Um, Which is fucking true. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that we got more representation of biracial people without this narrative. I feel like in the media, I feel like the narrative of biracial folks a lot of the time is this... I'm overcompensating for something mm-hmm. or I don't know where I fit in or, yeah, and I exactly. feel like I have experienced more biracial people for whom that's not their consuming narrative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for whom are more, um, uh, I don't, what is the term? I don't want to say well adjusted cause that's not really what I mean, but I'm mm-hmm. more confident in, in who they are and whatever their identity.
1: Yeah. they Basically, I'm assuming you mean that their identity is not about like what side of the the room I'm it's on. It's not or this what's, battle. What side of the coin right. am I supposed to be on? It's that's not their everyday exactly life struggle yeah. situation. Yeah,
0: yeah. they they they're comfortable in who they are. They know who they are, and they're not overcompensating or trying to reconcile anything. Yes, right. I know that there are people who for that that's not the case for, but I feel like the overwhelming narrative um for biracial people, people as and i media observe it it is yeah. always this story right.
1: where the biracial people exist in many different many ways. different
0: ways right so i would love to see more of that but that's cool i guess if that's who sam is supposed to be yeah um mm. there's more crying because she's actually being abused no matter how much of a narcissist she is she's being abused by this white man in this yeah. room um they're also having this relationship argument
1: i want to say that this is i don't like this outfit that sam is wearing
0: at all is she supposed to look delicate is that why her hair is down and she's wearing this weird outfit
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's really strange then they decided to put a um septum ring on her nose but it's so fucking small like it's she's been wearing it. it's so small that i thought it was a booger oh yeah it's really bad like i don't know i think
0: i think this is the bridge between wearing don't look it like take, a booger yes but i think this is because she's supposed to look delicate this episode i think this is the bridge between her wearing it and her like taking it off like they couldn't have her take it completely off i feel like that's probably what they wanted to do uh-huh. to make her look whatever the fuck she's supposed to look like right now so
1: she's supposed to look like
0: a lady uh, she's supposed to look like somebody that this white guy is supposed to find desirable. Yes, actually. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. Like a lady now. Okay. Which
1: is gross.
0: Right. So she try, She goes further to explain the real world implications of these trolls. And she says that she opened an email letter that says, sorry for your loss. And she was all panicked because she thought it was a letter about her dad passing away because he had been sick. And yeah. she was like, oh shit, is this how I'm going to find out my dad died? But when she opened it, she realized it was actually addressed to her parents and it was a letter about her dying. Yes. Yeah. And it said, I'm so sorry for your loss. Just know that it was your daughter's fault. Oh, and they called her... What did they call her? A racist nigger. Yes. Yes. In a letter to her fucking parents. Yeah. So she's crying. She's upset about this because it's fucking an abusive attack.
1: It is. It's a threat on her life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they both actually cry. And then she introduces... He asked her some other stupid, violent, white question. I don't know. And she mentions um, the theory of... Black pain being yeah. um, transmitted intergenerationally.
1: Yes.
0: And, or from generate pain being transferred from generation to generation. Yeah,
1: like as if it's genetic.
0: Right, right, right. Slavery. And so she explains that whole thing and he starts to Google it and she's like, what are you Googling for? He's like, uh, just to, you know, to get the definition. She's like, I just told you what it was. It was. Uh, and it kind of goes back to the notion, which Brandon pointed out, because I did not want to talk about this. Um, <laughs> that. They are always fact checking. Yeah, what we say, we say and what we do. Nothing we say is valid. Absolutely. nothing we say
1: is true. Mm-hmm. We make all of this shit up. Yep, all of this is made up. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Our facts, our feelings—they're all fucking made up. None of it are none. Of, none of it is real. That's or valid. the fake news. Everything we yes. say is yes. fake news.
1: How come there's no Wu Tang stickers stuck in there? I'll be looking. I don't know. All those years, someone would have stuck one in
0: there. Right? We gotta get a T-U, Queen and J sticker in there. <laughs> You should send them stickers, and then they'll send us a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is there anything else of value in here? Oh, so Gabe is like, all right, I'm going to go, because he realized he's an asshole. He's like, I'm actually embarrassed now. What's about goddamn time now? after all them hours after of After all this episode? <sighs> Fuck. Right? Wasting my time. I was all triggered. Throw this episode in rice. So she's like, nah, actually, I want to finish. Um. so who knows what that's about but anyway he turns on the camera but then they start apologizing and shit she's like I missed you and they have their little kiki moment of how much they missed each other and then they kiss or whatever that part
1: is that's so gross to me
0: mm, after all this abuse all of that after all this all this violence. abuse and
1: violence and like and it's not to say that I've never not taken a man back after like a really extreme abusive situation mm-hmm. but I couldn't take that from a white man I don't think <laughs> not no white motherfucker and they
0: say we don't love black men not no white motherfucker right you're gonna abuse me you better be black <laughs> like, oh, yeah. at least abusing me with a low melanin count <laughs> play yourself the you fuck? tried it you tried it Shit. i agree with you on that um no yeah. abuse is acceptable but none I'll is be, acceptable i'll be a goddamn lie yeah if i'm about to take it from a white dude um. All right. So they apologize. He admits that he ain't know the name of that black girl, the other black girl in the class, until she had just said it. Oh, cause she mentioned that when they were exchanging mm-hmm. hateful words. Yes. Blah blah blah. They end up kissing. Yada yada yada. Um.
1: Anything else happened? Is this when you welcome? Yeah. No, That's it though, right? Yeah. Before that.
0: Okay. Joelle comes in tearfully and says that she's been looking for um, Sam. Sam and that she's been calling her. Sam is like, "Oh, my phone was off, so I could do the interview." And Joelle is tearfully like, "You got to go home." Yeah. And we get the feeling that um, Sam's dad has passed away. Yes. And um, so the whole episode is uh, is very hard. Yeah. This is this. I didn't like this episode. I didn't like it either. What are our dear black peoples for this episode?
1: Um. Dear black people, white liberals can be abusive, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. racist, and just as violent as a Ku Klux Klan member. Because that is what was displayed in this episode. Okay? Don't be trusting them. Don't. Don't trust them. Don't. Protect
0: your magic. Protect yourself. Yes. You don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe a white person an explanation of your humanity. At all. You don't owe them this amount of time. Okay? That was a lot of fucking time. It was a lot of time on this funky bullshit. And you don't owe them a kiss on the mouth. You don't owe them nothing like a dog. You don't owe them that. <laughs> you don't owe them that. Don't be kissing them on the mouth. No, I'm joking. You can kiss them on the mouth if they're, if they're like not actually a violent white liberal. You know what I'm saying? If they're like, I don't know how you do that. But if they're <laughs> not a violent white liberal, then you can kiss them on the mouth. Okay. I kissed one on the mouth one time. No, I did that twice, actually.
1: Oh, I kissed one on the mouth in high school. And mm. he was like, oh my God, your lips are so full. And I was like, "Oh, you, you don't have any lips. Mm-hmm. And then he was like... Oh my
0: goodness, I kissed one three times. I didn't count the girl.
1: <laughs> oh man. I yeah, only kissed that white boy in high school. I was mm-hmm. like, there are no lips
0: here. Well, do we have any dear white peoples? Dear white people. Die. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I was just going to say, don't talk to us. But what you can yeah. do is check your white privilege. Check... Are you silencing a black person right now? Is Dear work- white
1: people, mm-hmm. listen to black people. Yes, listen to
0: black listen people. Listen to black people. Believe black people.
1: Yes, believe black people. Listen. And black- Listening doesn't mean hearing.
0: Right. Listen to black people. And black people come in women. So <laughs> listen to black women. Believe black women. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't dismiss us because you're less afraid that we're gonna punch you in the mouth. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen to what we have to say.
1: You don't need a bibliography or fucking notations when mm-hmm. we say stuff. Just mm-hmm. sit there and listen and take it in mm-hmm. and believe it. The fuck we are not lying.
0: And the shit we have to say is just as We don't have to lie, Craig. We don't have to lie. We don't have to lie. We don't have to lie, Craig. We don't have to lie. <sighs> Okay. All right. uh We did a motherfucking show. Be sure to come out and hang with us. We're throwing our third annual Juneteenth celebration on Tuesday, June nineteenth mm-hmm. at Von Bar. That's three Bleaker from six to ten p.m. We will put the event bright link to that in the show notes. Yes. Um, it's free with RSVP. Just come kick it. You'll have a drink with us or drink come some water. Come dap it. us up. Hey, come
1: kick it. Just kick. Are uh, you were supposed it. to go with the come uh, kick it? I thought that's uh, what you were saying. Uh. Uh, this is for my niggas. Oh Strict no, that's the for remix. my niggas. This is for my I niggas. I don't want
0: the remix. The real niggas. Oh my Thank goodness. goodness that was an act of violence <laughs> um yeah so make sure you do that please make sure that you uh, listen to our main podcast you check us out we drop new episodes of Every tea with queen and jay podcast that's right um this is we have one more episode of no. our dear black people review series yeah. um, one been, more coming up it's been real it has been real know. yo um please be sure to send us your thoughts send us your mail Send us what you're thinking. You can send us T mail at T with j at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on social media at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. Check out our website, t with j.com You can use the hashtags dear black people, dear white people, um, and hashtag t with qj yes. to talk to us about this series or say anything that you want to say. What else we got? Anything?
1: That is all. All
0: right. One. Oh shit, Sir Bay, is that you?
1: Don't be so hard on yourself, Troy. Society doesn't reward <coughs> introspection in black men. In my eighteen months on this earth, I've noticed black masculinity left unfettered can grow toxic like a tumor.
0: I have a tumor,
1: Troy. Focus. The real question is, who are you when all of that is removed? Are you just a body like Coco suggests? Are you your feelings like the one Sam felt for you? Are you made up of the thoughts of others, as Reggie implied? Or are you pure consciousness? Uh... You're none of them. If you were your body, you'd have more control over your sex sexcapades. If you were your feelings or thoughts, you wouldn't have to constantly numb them. And as far as pure consciousness, all it took was some stems and caps, and here you are talking to a dog.
0: And why would you give me a multiple choice question if there's no answer?
1: I've already said too much. We're not even supposed to talk to you. <laughs>